Good morning. Won't you join me in a time of prayer? Father, we come before you and we just thank you for this reminder that you are a, a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. God, that is who you are. And even when we can't see it, especially in these times where we're in shelter in place and some of us are in isolation, God, even when we, even when we don't see it, we know that you're working. So Holy Spirit, I invite you into this time. God, I pray that you would fill our homes, wherever it is that we are watching, wherever we are worshiping from this morning, Lord, that you would join us. And we are reminded that as church has left the building, it has multiplied. It has multiplied. So God, I just pray that, that you would fill these homes with your power and your presence as we gather to worship you, the risen Lord. Father, I pray that you would work through me this morning, Lord, that, that others would see you through me. God, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for worship. We thank you that we are Easter people, resurrection people. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. I can hear you saying amen at home. Well, good morning. My name is Julie Alsip, and I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community, and it is so good to be with you on this Sunday morning. Uh, I want to encourage you to, to grab your Bible if you haven't done that yet. Uh, I, I've got mine uh, here this morning, and I want to encourage you to take a few minutes, if you don't have it in front of you, to go get that. Uh, or you can pull it up on your smartphone, your tablet, whatever uh, you utilize to, to be able to access the Bible. I want to encourage you to go ahead and, and get that now. We're going to need that here in just a few moments. So as we know, on March 15th, our world's uh, changed. Our world's changed. And, and we had a day's notice here at uh, Faith Community, as many churches did, to figure out what this was going to look like. And so there was a group of us that gathered uh, that Saturday, the 14th, right before we were to go live, to figure out what worship was going to look like. And I'll never forget that day. We were testing equipment up in the crow's nest. Uh, some of you, I, I heard many comments. Where were you on that first Sunday many weeks ago? And we're up in the crow's nest. Uh, there's a, uh, a platform that has been built up there. And on one side, it's the wood slats, and the other is a curtain. And I was on one side, and, and Sean was on the other. And little did we know what we were about to embark on uh, from that date on March 15th. Just a, a few people that I want to highlight this morning that are making this happen each and every week. There are people that are working hard behind the scenes. One is Lee Culliver. Uh, he runs sound for us, and so we're so grateful that he's here every week to make sure that our sound is running. Another is Sean Toadvine. Uh, you see Sean in front of the camera uh, some weeks, sometimes most weeks, but he's producing this all behind the scenes. He put all of Holy Week together. Uh, he is here with us every Sunday, setting things up and making sure uh, that things flow, and he is our producer. So, so grateful for all of the gifts that Sean has and the ways that he's blessing uh, God's church. And then also Matt Whitaker, he runs our live stream. And just shout out to Matt as well as his son Caleb who is here on Sundays as well uh, to make sure that all of this comes together. So uh, I just highlight those individuals. There are very few of us that are uh, behind the scenes making this happen, but I just want to give a special thanks to God for the ways that he is working in uh, all of these gentlemen. And feel free to give a shout out of thanks to all of them as well. They do it to the glory of God. Uh, before uh, we, we uh, went into quarantine, Matt had done a video encouraging folks to uh, sign up to be a part of the live stream ministry. 
So I would pray during this time that we are in that you would pray about getting involved in that ministry, to joining his team, because we've always valued it, but we value it even more. And uh, it, it's fairly simple, and I know that he is willing to train folks. So that's just something to uh, consider when we do get back to normal, and we will, uh, that he would love to be able to build that team, and we would love to be able to build that for him. So that's just something uh, to consider. So that first Sunday on March 15th, uh, I, we were in the Fruit of the Spirit sermon series, and I preached on patience. And I also talked a little bit about fear, because during that time, uh, the media was all around us, and, and, and fear was swirling and encouraged us not to have, uh, not to have fear and not to let it overcome you if you did have fear. And, and we fast forward some 35, 36 days, I'm not exactly sure, but we're, we're, we're uh, moving towards 40 days, and things have changed so much. They've changed so much, and we've changed so much. Our emotions have changed, and, and I don't sense that we are gripped by fear so much as we were when this started for some of us that, that did experience that fear. Uh, but, but how we're feeling is real. And I want to be real with you for a moment. This is hard. This is hard. And it's okay to say that. Uh, whether you're a person who is still going to work and uh, going in and, and making sure that work gets to, to get done. You could be a person that's still going to work. Maybe you're someone who's working from home. You've got kids at home and, and, you're, and you're trying to work and to, to be a teacher as well and, and homeschool. Or maybe you live alone and you're home by yourself, it's not easy. Regardless of whatever your situation is, it's not easy. One is not any better than the other. I love this passage from Hebrews 13.5. God promises never to leave us or forsake us. God is good, and he is right beside here, right beside us every step of the way. We are learning about ourselves in this season what's important, what we value, what we took for granted, what we miss. I have been immersing myself in the scriptures uh, over these past several weeks, and the Lord has brought me to the book of Ephesians uh, in this past week, and I have just been hanging on to every word. So I'm so excited to be able to share some of Paul's teaching in Ephesians with you this morning. And so we're, we're going we're gonna to join the Apostle Paul, and we're going to open up our military chest uh, to say, uh, for example, to pull out that full armor of God. So what does your armor look like right now? We, uh, we all have an armor, uh, whether we realize it or not. So I want to share a little bit of my armor with you. I've got my mask. I've got my initials on here. Just everybody knows this is my mask uh, that I wear when I go out to the grocery store. And if you would have told me two months ago, three months ago, that we would need a mask to go out to the grocery store, I would have thought that you were crazy. Who would have known? And I will not go into a store without my mask. So I encourage you um, to, to uh, get masks as well. If you are a person who needs a mask that doesn't have one, please reach out to the church and we can help connect you because we've got a lot of folks in our congregation that are making masks. So uh, my armor consists of a mask and then uh, these gloves uh, that we've had in our house. And these are so handy. I wear these as well when I go out. That's part of my armor. And then, of course, hand sanitizer. Uh, this is liquid gold right here, liquid gold. And then, of course, Clorox wipes. We want to make sure we wipe everything down. That's part of my armor. And then the toilet paper. Who would have ever guessed that toilet paper would become an armor? But it is. It is. So that, that's just uh, some of my, some of my uh, armor that I have at home. And then, of course, my Bible and my journal. 
uh, again every day just in the word of God uh, as he speaks to me in this season. And then, of course, we've got to have some funnies, right? Because we've all got some funnies that are in our armor that some know about and some don't know about. So uh, I have always colored my hair nice and easy, number seven, in case anybody was wondering. And so I am so grateful that I have a box of that. And uh, no, I can't get my hair cut, but I am able to, uh, to deal with those roots. I know this must be shocking to some of you that I color my hair. Just kidding. See, this is where I miss you all would be laughing right now. So I'm sure you're laughing at home. And then my wine with the wine glass came. It came last week, and I was so excited when the mailman rang my doorbell and my package came. So it's the little things in life, and, and I just want to uh, reassure you that I am not using my glass during the day when DeWine is actually speaking at 2 o'clock. But uh, these are just some of the things that uh, are, are in my uh, armored chest in this season, and like I said, I'm sure that you have some in yours as well. So we're going to uh, find our way to the book of Ephesians this morning and uh, put on the spiritual armor of God to arm ourselves. And I want to invite you to join with me. We're going to uh, turn to Ephesians. I'm in chapter 6, starting at verse 10. So I'm going to give you just a moment to, uh, to go ahead and locate your Bible or pull it up on your app, however you want to do that this morning. I want us to get in the habit of getting in the Word, right? Not just, it's good to have the words up, and so if you're somebody that says, up, oh, the words aren't up, I just want to encourage you, get into the Word uh, yourself if you, or if you are able to do that. So uh, here are these words. This is from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Here are these words, and may uh, the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with your belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so they will be fearlessly made known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Again, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. So God calls us to suit up in the full armor of God, to prepare us each day to face our battles. And our battles all look different right now. Could be boredom. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're home all day with kids and you're, you're trying to work and you're overwhelmed. Maybe you've got loved ones who are dealing with an illness. Or maybe you yourself are facing a health crisis. Our battles all look different in this season. 
Some years ago, I was uh, at, at a conference many years ago, and the person uh, was doing some teaching on the full armor of God, and, and she had little kids at the time, and she was sharing that in the upstairs of their house, she had this uh, paper, I imagine probably about this big, and, and it, it looked like a soldier that had, the, had on the full armor of God. And, and every day, uh, the kids, as well as the parents, would um, touch different places on that armor before they would leave uh, to go downstairs and start their day. So they would put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth. And they arm themselves to go into their day. And I just absolutely love that. And since I have uh, been reacquainted with this passage, I find myself touching my head, right, to put on the helmet of salvation. Or I might go like this around my waist. Okay, I've got to remember to put on the belt of truth. And I love this image. So if it's something that helps you, I would just encourage you uh, to, to go ahead and, and to, to remind yourself to put on those different pieces of armor as you start uh, each day. So I want to read this passage again. And it's from the, the Passion Translation. And I love the Passion Translation. It's a bit more charismatic. And I love the robust um, supernatural language in this. So I want you to, to hear these words again as I read it from the Passion Translation. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on the complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in the rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and the evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God has provided so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are all destined for... All destined for all things, and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you, to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as a protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, and then you will always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon his believers and pray also that God's revelation would be released through me every time I preach the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. Yes, pray that I may preach the wonderful news of God's kingdom with bold freedom at every opportunity, even though I am a chained prisoner. I am his ambassador. The Apostle Paul would often use military illustrations as uh, he spent a lot of time with the guards while he was in prison. And we are reminded that the Christian life is a battleground, not a playground. You see, we don't fight for victory, but we fight from victory, Christ's victory on the cross. God has provided a whole armor for us, both offense and defense. We're reminded in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 8, verse 38, if God is for us, who can be against us? 
So I want uh, to share a few bit of the pieces of armor with you this morning. The first is, is the belt of truth. I have been out walking a lot, and I'm sure some of you, I hope some of you, uh, have been outside getting some fresh air, and I'm trying not to gain the COVID-19, if you know what I mean. Trying not to gain that COVID-19. And so when I've been out walking in my neighborhood, I noticed this cute piece of uh, yard art, and it was in someone's front yard, and it was a bicycle, and it, and it had like a, a metal frame, uh, but the wheels had a kite fabric in there. So when the wind would blow, the, the, the tires would spin on the bike, and it was a real pretty colorful flag material. And as I looked at that bike one day when I was walking, I thought, oh my gosh, that's how I feel. I'm like that bike that's stationary, and the wheels are spinning, but I'm not going anywhere, right? I'm not going anywhere. But this isn't true. This isn't true. This is, this is how the enemy comes into our minds and says that we're not doing enough, that we're not good enough. And it's just not true. We can't believe the lies. We've got to fasten that belt of truth. I want to uh, share a quote with you that someone had shared with me. It's uh, from Toby Mack. He's a pop popular Christian singer. Hear this. It's, it's pretty good. It says, Today the devil whispered in my ear, You're not strong enough to withstand the storm. And I whispered, Six feet back, Satan. Six feet back, Satan. And I encourage you to speak that out loud as you tighten your belt as you tighten your belt and to remember the belt of truth and what is truth. And then next we have the, the breastplate of righteousness, our righteousness in Christ, being morally right in Christ. Second Corinthians 5:21 tells us, "God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God." And then feet fitted and ready to share the gospel of peace. The uh, Roman soldiers back in the day wore, wore sandals with hobnails. And a hobnail is this, it's a short, heavy nail to reinforce the bottom of a shoe. And, and you know, you wonder when you look at those, those Roman strappy sandals, how could that be, uh, how, how could that help them in battle? But it was those hobnails that were the secret weapon. You see, if we're to stand or to withstand, we need properly fitted shoes that are fully reinforced with the love of God. See, our feet are the ones that take us everywhere, in every circumstance, in every situation. Because we have peace with God that comes from the gospel, we need not fear. We need not fear. And, and then we have this shield of faith. And, and whenever I think of the shield of faith, I think of Captain America, right? I, I love the Marvel movies and especially Captain America, and I think of, of his shield. But, but no, uh, the, the shield of faith, it, it's totally different, right? If we go back thousands and thousands of years, the, the shield, it was four feet by two feet, and it was made of wood and covered in leather. I can't even fathom how heavy that shield must have been. And, and the shield uh, was made to interlock with other uh, shields so that the, sh the soldiers could interlock their shields together and they could form a wall against the enemy. Don't you love that imagery? And it's a reminder, friends, it's a reminder that we are not in this battle alone. We are not in this battle alone. This faith is a living faith, trusting in the promises and the power of God. I love this passage from Isaiah 54, 17. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Amen. And then the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God, it's an offensive weapon. The soldier uh, kept 
kept the sword uh, close to him at the ready, a powerful weapon to pierce, to pierce. And, and we're to know scripture, to read it. Let, uh, let it speak to you. Let it fill your thoughts. Hold it close to you so you can draw upon it anytime you need it. And, and then the helmet of salvation. I love the helmet of salvation. It protects our minds. It protects our thoughts. It's this reminder that we have been saved in Christ. And, and we've got to transform our thoughts. You see, it's hard to be led astray when we're grounded in God's word and in Christian doctrines. Each and every day, you've got to put on your helmet to protect your minds and your thoughts, especially in this season that we're in. And trust me, you'll know when you forget to put on that helmet. I have moments where I'm like, ooh, not too late. I need to put on my helmet because I've got to protect my thoughts. So as you reflect upon these pieces of armor, which ones do you need to pull out of your military locker, so to speak? Dust it off. Polish it up. Put it on. Put it on. So a couple questions for you this morning. What is your strong armor? What is your strong armor? And what is your weak armor? Have an awareness of that. What is your strong armor and what is your weak armor? And what can you do to strengthen the weak armor? You see, prayer is a secret weapon. Even when we're held prisoner, and some of you feel like you're held prisoner in this season, we are his ambassadors. We are his ambassadors. Prayer is the energy that enables the Christian soldier to wear the armor and to wield the sword. You see, we can't fight this battle on our own. In our own power, no matter how strong or how self-sufficient we think that we are. Paul says, pray always. Always be in communion with the Lord. Pray with all types of prayer. There are so many prayers. Prayers of thanksgiving and petitions and intercession. Pray in the Spirit. Friends, we, we pray to the Father through the Son and in the Holy Spirit. And pray with your eyes open. Stay alert stay alert. We have the opportunity wherever we are to pray aloud. Keep our eyes open to how we can be praying. Keep on praying, Paul says. You see, when we, we think about it, Jesus really is the full armor. He is the full armor. Jesus is the truth, John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is our righteousness, our peace, his faithfulness makes our faith possible. Hear these words from Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He is our salvation. He is the word of God. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, you received this armor. As a follower of Christ, you received this armor. You already have it. So by faith, by faith, put on the armor and trust God for the victory. Trust God for the victory. I want to uh, thank Jeff Sperry uh, for joining us this morning from his home. Jeff, we miss you, we love you, and we are sending prayers and lifting up prayers on your behalf.
take a moment just to reflect on this beautiful peace that he has prepared for us.